0: And welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the double L team, Liland Who has survived. Yeah, he is still right. alive. That's right.
1: Yes. I had to um surgically remove the magnets that flew off my fridge at maximum velocity <laughs> uh, when I came home after getting my shot. <laughs> uh, we were so happy when you weren't here well, on Friday. So, dude, <laughs>
0: like, that we was in, actually we were really
1: funny. Yeah. I gotta actually I'm gonna expose you. No, I, people probably already know this. I just gotta find this text message. So so all right. Yes. So I don't show up on, on no, Friday. Darren shows on up Friday. on Friday. Yeah. So I, I was like, Lawson had just had his
0: his his second AZ shot the, uh, the day before. The day
1: before. And so I texted Darren and he was good for it. So I was like, oh, you know what? I won't tell Lyle and Shell. He will just show up and it'll be funny. Um, but this is like, without saying anything, Lyle just sends me like four laughing, crying emojis <laughs> followed by four like winking tongue out emojis and I was like... I, I I said I was like, oh, dude, I you know got my COVID yesterday, and he was like, this makes me so happy. Like, <laughs> I'm not yet... And then I responded, and I said, Lyle Southwell, the best Christian, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we enjoy your pain so much. <laughs> That's, like, which is, wow, you really making a case, Lyle, like, <laughs> the, the, the meekest, mildest man on earth. <laughs>
0: Yes. But I'm here now. What would Jesus do? I'm here now, and Lyle, I can go outside, so... Yes, indeed, you can. <laughs> well, yeah. actually, you can't, because it's dumping down with rain. Yeah, that's right. Isn't it interesting, uh, right here in the Hunter Valley, we have the uh, the first day out of lockdown for fully vaccinated people, and nobody wants to go anywhere, because the <laughs> weather is absolutely foul. It's, like, dreadful. There's, there's horizontal rain going past our window right now, so... Welcome to the first day out of lockdown for our right. Hunter Valley residents. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM,
1: positively different. Speaking of good health, though, yes. uh, s- some statistics have been released. Research has been done in the United Kingdom that has shown that on average, people are eating, se- well, 17% of like less meat is being consumed by the public. That's yep. fantastic which is news. A, that is the best news ever. Which is a great thing. We actually have a bit of a farming theme that we're going to get into today, but it's a great thing like across the Love board, um, because like seventeen percent is like a drastic drop, and this is over ten years. But they want to see higher drops, and they recommend like they've seen particularly over the last couple of years a bit of a snowball effect. I think people are just becoming more health and environmentally conscious, um, especially like when it comes to to veganism and vegetarianism, like the benefits that it provides in those areas. People are, I guess, yeah, as we move more towards the future, people are becoming exponentially more aware that that is an issue or a problem or something that needs to change. And so they're making changes and they reckon that by, you know, in the next next 10 years, there'll be an an additional 30%. And eventually, you know, meat consumption in the UK will be whittled down. Um, that being said, the article that I read it talks a lot about, you know, oh, like a, a lot of meat in the UK can be sourced like locally. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a relatively decent local farming kind of economy where you can go down to the local butchers that has a paddock at the back, like, or that has that that sources meat from a paddock up the road, um, and that you know you're dealing with far less. Um, emissions and whatnot, it's far less harmful to the environment. And it's probably better for you if you're, like, taking on cows that aren't just from, like, a big factory farm uh, that aren't being pumped with chemicals or chickens or lambs or whatever it may be. Um, But ultimately, this reduction is good. Yes, indeed it is. Um, Absolutely. Very good. And this article also talks about some things that I find, like, rather interesting. It's like, hey, like, you know... Whether it's you like cutting meat out of your life entirely or just cutting out on meat, like a like a thirty percent reduction in meat consumption in your own life looks like two two to three days a week of just going meatless.
0: That's not much. It's not most people can go most people can go meatless. I know a lot of people that only eat meat like once or twice a week. Yeah, that's right. You know, they're not vegetarians, but they only eat it once or twice a week. They don't eat a lot of it. Totally. And the thing that I really don't understand,
1: um, one of the arguments against, um, you know, going vegetarian or vegan or, or whatever it be is, oh, but it's so expensive. No, which not is at all. like that's the, the most ridiculous thing ever.
0: Opposite of it, it is like, so much cheaper to eat vegetables than it is to eat meat. Is expensive. That's stuff. right.
1: It's like the only way it's more expensive is if you're just like literally only eating tofu and fake meats.
0: Like like
1: if that's yes. no, but like and and no vegetables at all. Uh-huh. Like if you're, uh, you're only eating food. that. Yeah, that's right. But when it comes to, like, it's looking here, like, oh, you could make a spaghetti bolognese with lentils. I do that all the time. Yep. Like, like, and people are like, oh, it's so difficult to cook vegan. Dude, I literally just make spag, spag bowl, like, cook it, cook it up in the pan. I love cooking, by the way. Like, this has become, like, one of my biggest, um, personal loves in my life. I love cooking a meal. I love cooking for people. I, he has a cookbook. I wrote a cookbook. Like, I, I love that stuff. And so, yeah, but it's, um, you know, just, like, making up some spaghetti sauce and then throwing some lentils into it, stirring it around, and bam, like, you've got an amazing spaghetti bolognese, but you've used lentils instead. Like, I make stir fries a lot, and instead of, like, chucking pieces of chicken in there, I cut up, like, a, a
0: $4 block of tofu.
1: I, I use half of it and chuck that in there, and, like, the rest of my ingredients, it's like, it's like a $6 meal.
0: Okay, so that's going to cost you. So you've put $2 worth of meat in there. Yeah. And if you made that out of real chicken, how much would that cost?
1: Oh, a ton. I don't really know how much it costs. Yeah, but reality. And then, like, eat. I guess you could say, like, yeah, eating out vegan is probably expensive. And.
0: No, it's the same price. But or cheaper. Or cheaper, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely not more expensive at the restaurant.
1: But the point is, is that this is something that's easily achievable, easily attainable, and for a lot of people in the UK, they are seeing the benefits of this and they're just taking it. It's not taking a significant financial hit on their life or whatever it may be. They're just doing it and it's fine. Um, and I think what's really cool here is that, like the it it suggests some reasons because the study itself didn't get into the reasons. But, you know they've kind of gotten some other studies and uh that they've done in previous years in 2019 and they've seen that like a lot of this is because people are becoming health conscious conscious and this is something that we should all be and that is what it should be all about
0: D- like there is so much you, know, that- you get I, the, the thing that bothers me is that sorry for butting in no, that's fine. is that is is the vegan um animal warriors yeah yeah I, yeah I don't but I'm not I'm not campaigning here for to be cruel to animals don't get me wrong yeah. but these guys that go in and mess with farms and become you know domestic terrorists and all that kind of stuff that just gives vegetarianism and veganism a bad name do it for health reasons Dude. and you avoid all of that and you get great health yeah, results that's right. from it
1: You can, you can be a vegan without being a lunatic. Like, yes, you can. And it's absolutely, and it's great. So, or, or a vegetarian or just cut down on meat. Like, this is the ultimate thing, you know, and I'm sure we like you guys actually in the studio, like Shell's been telling us about this green smoothie diet that everyone's been going on the, like has been like, there's so many people that have positive testimonies from the fact that they've gone vegetarian and it's revolutionized their life. I was talking to a lady last week um, who she's from like the Philippines. She's uh, become a Christian in the last five years. And a part of that thing, she's become a lot more health conscious personally. Yes. And, uh, oh, well, she grew up like Roman Catholic, like nominally that's most people from the Philippines, but now has, you know, uh, became a, you know, really strong on fire Christian. And she's like, I want to change my health. And so she's not completely cut out meat, but you know, cut out a lot of meats, pork, chicken, like a lot of different things. And, dude, she was talking about like she has like autoimmune diseases and whatnot that have just completely gone away because of, of that reduction. So, really interesting there. And, and furthermore, I was also like, oh man, we've just been talking about this too much to get passionate. Uh, but hey, this is really cool. They've, they've made tractors now. Uh, so, you know, it's like, okay, well, all, everyone needs all these vegetables. How are we going to get all these vegetables, um, without like, tractors that use a lot of fuel Well, they're making tractors now um they run on methane okay so they just cool. like scoop up the methane from you know from from the cows yep um which then again i'm like now i'm realizing creates a problem if you if you're not farming any meat whatsoever then these new tractors that they've brought out that run on methane and, and make like less emissions that than like CO2. Tractors. I know I,
0: I know a guy who was making his own methane at home and running his house off it. Oh,
1: okay, that's yes. that's self-sustaining. Kind of kind of, kind, of, kind of
0: kind of living inside of a bomb, but <laughs> <laughs> pretty epic stuff. But yeah,
1: dude, cool thing. We need happening. to use more of
0: it. We need to we need to harness all the methane in our world. That's right. Somehow, somehow,
1: some. This oh, this, this conversation. That's could not a joke rapidly. for. I mean, not a joke. That's not a job for me.
0: Any you're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. So this is uh, um, a few interesting stories here. This one's more of uh, California's gender insanity continued. Oh, okay, yep. And uh, they've just now passed a law. Uh, Governor Newsom has just signed it into law that toys and toothbrushes and uh, such things must be displayed in a gender-neutral oh. way. Uh, this is because it's confusing to children if they understand what gender is, you know, because, and, and it's damaging and it's harmful, it's dis- it, it, to quote, it is designed to stop harmful stereotypes. So it's just super harmful for there to be a distinction of the sexes these days. Um, it doesn't include clothes yet, thankfully, um, but, you know, you kind of see this kind of thing and it's like, where is it? How stupid can our world actually get? You know, have we, have we reached the limit of, of, of insanity yet?
1: Yeah. Like, listen, listen, like it's, there's this thing of like, I understand the, the, the want for equality. Like there are people and it's like, like, and that's where this like, no the, problem the, with the argument starts, right? That's where it's like the, the beginning is. And I'm not saying that that argument is equality bad. Equality
0: is not sameness.
1: That is like, how is this harming anyone? Like, that's my biggest question. Like, Who does this harm? Like, like in a, in a
0: practical sense, like all you're going to do is confuse kids because kids can see that there are two genders. They can see that there are only two genders and uh, let's you know try and get away with everything and anything that there is to do with genders, and suddenly kids are going to be less confused? No, they're going to be more confused, and they're going to be more insecure, and they're going to be more messed up in their heads than what they have ever been before. Okay, so this is an interesting story that um, it's sort of got my head... It, it's, it's, a very, it's a rather insignificant story in many ways. But it kind of had my head going in an interesting direction because of... One of the, uh, a part of it. So you've got the Spanish rapper uh, by the name of C. Tangana. Mm -hmm. Don't know the guy. (laughs) Don't know anything about rap. So, (laughs) Um, and Argentinian uh, singer uh, Nathie Peluso, Peluso, who just made a music video. That's not unusual. Mm -hmm. Um, They used the Gothic Cathedral in Toledo to film their music video, uh, which is, you know, if you go and hire these facilities, you can film inside of them. And it's created a bit of a stir. In fact, the archbishop has come out and made an apology because, like most music videos, it's quite erotic in many ways. You know, if you've ever watched a music video, you know, um, rap music oh, and so it, forth, yeah, like, they can be pretty raunchy at times. This like one's if pretty they're raunchy. Spanish
1: and Argentine and they're probably making raggaeton music, which is like one of the most consumed forms of music in like Latin America and, and Spain, and it's super raunchy. Like it's yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so Nathy uh, Peluso. Is basically dancing naked there at one particular point with um, just you know uh, pixelated areas you know to cover her up, and uh, this is and, and also at one particular point holding the decapitated head of the rapper in in the in the video. This yeah, is when, yeah. Once it's it's, like, been it's cut. like there's some kind of yeah. They've, they've they've done some editing. Yeah, but now, it's, in a but, it's but it's in the cathedral, <laughs> which is super controversial. Except that all of this is already depicted in the artwork within the cathedral. Ah. And so they're kind of asking the question, like, when you've got these same statues, when you've got naked statues and decapitated, if anyone's been to a Gothic cathedral, Gothic cathedrals are full of skulls and decapitated heads and and everything to deal with death that there possibly is. And, uh, and, And it's kind of like, well, you know, if you've got that all over the walls and if you've got it, you know, in the paintings and in the statues and so forth. I mean, go to the Vatican and there's just like naked people everywhere. Yeah. You've never seen so many naked people as what you have if you've walked around the Vatican, walked through the, uh, the the Vatican Museum and so forth. There's just, you know, naked statues everywhere. If you're going to have it in statues, is there a big difference between that and a video? You know, we talk about pornography today. Yeah. Ancient pornography. Sorry, medieval pornography. If you wanted to see that, you went to church. Yikes! Literally, that's how it was. You went to church, or you went to yeah. Okay, anyway. But like,
1: there's people who make point around there. There's like not like, there's no like sexual intent, and it's not
0: like explicit. Yeah, Yeah. but it's. But nonetheless, it's do we do we? I mean, hey, you and I are both red blooded guys. Uh, When they were making those um, statues and those images.
1: Oh yeah, were they we sitting what- there? Were they sitting there like, oh, There's well, this thoughts- is just this is
0: just art, like probably <laughs> no, not, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So the Pope has just announced he is not going to COP twenty six. Really? He's not going. to That go- is mm-hmm. very surprising. It is very surprising. The uh, the bishops announced that he was, and he's like, what? Wait a minute, I never said I was. The Vatican said, <laughs> wait a minute, we never said that he was. And, of course, he's 84 and he's been in hospital recovering from surgery and he stated that he wanted to go but he didn't say that he was going and so his place will be taken by Cardinal uh, Pietro Parolin. Um, And, of course, a lot of the speculation around this has been in relationship to the climate Sabbath that uh, a lot of people have been talking about and they are asking the question, is this what is going to be the big push for COP26? Mm. A lot of people are saying that it is, but until COP 26 actually happens, we don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, that's right. We have to wait and see. It will be interesting to see what actually happens at COP. Twenty-six. Mm. Okay, so heading down to Victoria, which has the most uh, discriminatory, uh, draconian and bigoted anti-faith laws anywhere in Australia and trying to continue to push more of them through, um, the severest restrictions on li- religious liberty and uh, freedom of conscience that there is, have actually just passed a really good law. Oh, yeah? Well, they've proposed a good law. Mm-hmm. They've proposed a ban on licensed venues using sexual imagery or imagery that is uh, degrading or sexist in advertising. So no sexual imagery in licensed venues for advertising. Okay. So kind is of the like opposite the... of what you get in the Gothic Cathedral.
1: So this is like the pub and...
0: Yeah, licensed venues. Yeah. Pubs, bars, clubs, et cetera, et, cetera, yeah. et cetera. This is a good thing. Um. We should have a ban on sexually degrading advertising. Mm. Um, we you know all research that there is has shown that uh sexual advertising leads to the abuse of women mm-hmm. and negative outcomes for children, yeah, and it's like, okay, so we're going to deal with pornography in a very, very limited way. It's a good thing. it's a place to start. Uh, We probably should go a lot further than just licensed venues because, I mean, you don't get that many kids inside licensed venues anyway. Of course, this has been opposed by the leader of the Reason Party and she has uh, proposed an amendment to remove any ban on sexual content in advertising. So that's interesting to see that coming from a woman, seeing as that women are the primary targets of sexual advertising, and of course the primary targets of sexual abuse—not mm. the exclusive targets by any stretch of the imagination—but they are the other primary targets. Mm. You would think that she has uh, that she would know better, mm. but this has um, been backed by years of research that has come out from lots of. Uh, big organisations, including the Australian Medical Association, mm. that has said that you know all advertising that depicts this kind of stuff is damaging to society and results in abuse. And in my opinion, I think when it comes to advertising, we should just make it all PG. If all advertising was PG, that would just level the playing field and we wouldn't have anything that was potentially... You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88. And joining us for interview of the day this morning on The Breakfast Show is Jared Stackeroth, who is the editor of Signs of the Times magazine. We have him on once a month to talk about what is happening in the world of Signs Mag. Jared, what's happening in the October edition of Signs of the Times?
2: Yeah, great to be with you again, Lyle. The cover story for this month is quite interesting. Space will not save us. So we're having a look at the idea that, you know, there's been some high-profile billionaires recently who have been flying into space, and there's talk of even, you know, regular people potentially being able to book a space flight. And the idea that they're looking at colonizing places like Mars, other planets, to continue the human race. And so Ryan Stanton, one of our regular writers, is exploring, I guess, the idea that do we need to go to space to save the human race, or is there something else or or someone else that has a plan for us as humans? Um, I think you can guess where
0: he goes with that. Yeah, I I think I can. I think I can. But, you know, the whole idea of even being able to dream about colonising Mars or the moon is a pretty wild idea and it certainly catches the imagination, doesn't it?
2: It does. And one of the things that he explores is that potentially some of these guys are are looking for something to capture their imagination. They're somewhat removed from the problems of everyday life that the rest of us face and that perhaps we could... Better spend some of that money even helping solve problems in the here and now that people are having rather than looking to the stars as sort of the next great frontier and what the Bible says about helping others and where our salvation might
0: come from. Yeah, you do have to wonder how space tourism is going to make the world a better place. You know, I understand that space research, there's lots of things that we can learn from space research that potentially could make our world a better place, but just going there for tourism so that you can say that you floated around in a weightless environment and looked down on the earth, then I kind of have some question marks about that myself. Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think he says, if space won't save us, what will? The answer here may be that people like Musk and and Bezos and and Branson, they might be looking for, for space for the answers, but he says the merit of helping others within your community is one that has been espoused by many religions and philosophers for millennia. So I guess he, he unpacks it and he, he brings it closer to home. What can we do as individuals to really invest back in our in our Earth, in our world, in, in the people around us?
0: Mm, mm. And there's so much that all of us can be doing on a daily basis to help people around us right now. Yeah, absolutely. Does he talk about, in the article, does he talk about the ultimate space trip and that, yes, one day, we will take a trip in space and that space will save us, just in a different way than I, what, what what Bezos and these guys imagine.
2: I'm going to say maybe he does, Lyle. You and our listeners will have to have a read and find out. It's available both on our website and in our October issue.
0: Oh, there you go. So not giving away too many spoilers uh, <laughs> about the Signs Magazine article uh, for October. So you're going to have to head over there and have a look on the website or subscribe to the magazine. Or if you're already a subscriber, then you've probably already, already read the article and already know all about it. Now, mm-hmm. uh, what else is happening in uh, the October edition of Signs?
2: So we've got something that might interest you, Lyle. I, I understand you're a bit of a, a military historian. I do
0: enjoy my history. I really do.
2: So Fani has written us an article about the big question that we're tackling is, does religion cause war? And so she goes through, I guess, some modern wars and the history of some of those and perhaps some of the causes and then examining the claim that many people have made that uh, religion is at fault and causing a lot of world conflicts.
0: That's a fascinating article. I am definitely going to go and read that article once we finish this interview because I've got some I've got some thoughts about that. I'm going to find out whether Vani agrees with me or not. It's a very challenging subject to tackle, and I'm glad that Science Magazine is tackling the hard subjects.
2: For sure, I, I think it's important, you know. And and throughout this year, we've um, asked some of these big questions, and we've been. Looking at the questions because they're the questions that people are asking. You know, I don't think it's any any good to stick our heads in the sand as Christians and to avoid some of these topics. So Bunny has done a good job. She's looked at the claims of some of the, I guess they're called the new atheists, people like Dawkins and Hitchens, um, that that religion poisons everything, and she's examining that claim. Is is it that some of these wars are started and propagated by religious adherents, or are there more complicated factors than that and yeah it's mm. a really good read
0: Ah well there you go well th- I'm going to share my opinion anyway just because I can um, and my opinion is that with some wars they are started by religion with other wars they are not started by religion but religion has an influence in all wars at some point so that's just that's mm-hmm. just my view on it now I could be right I could be wrong if you want to find out whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong you're going to have to head over to Science Magazine and find out what Vani has to say over there but certainly religion has been a contentious issue down through history, particularly with its involvement in, uh, in warfare and conflict around our world. Mm. Yeah. We've also
2: got well-being. Um, Lyle, one of our staples is looking at, I guess, some healthy tips and, and learning about um, different diseases that afflict us. So Parkinson's sufferers, shining a light in Parkinson's sufferers. There's been some groundbreaking sort of new developments and new methods And Susan Mahonen examines some of those things and I guess helping both in the treatment of and also just understanding a little bit better if if your loved one is suffering from Parkinson's or um, even some things that maybe you can do before Something like that comes on to, to give yourself the best health earlier in
0: life. And so, does she look into you know lifestyle choices and those kind of things that you know? I guess if we've got a, a family history of Parkinson's or something like that, that might predispose us. Are there lifestyle choices that we can make right now that will give us a better chance?
2: Yeah, there certainly are. Um, she looks at some of the research around some of the gut bacteria, the, the microbiome. And so that certainly seems to have an impact. There's also some new light therapy that they've, they've been trialing in Australia. Basically, you've got a helmet on your head and abdomen. They, they beam um, these sort of lights through, and it, it stimulates parts of the brain and, yeah, helps with treatment of this horrific disease. Parkinson's is one of those ones that, yeah. There's not a lot of light at the end of the tunnel for those diagnosed. And so some of this new research really, it really helps to um, change the script for those who might or have loved ones who might be suffering
0: from it. Mm. You know, one of the, it's a bit of a side topic, one of the interesting things that I am keen to see is how much and what areas of medical research are pushed forward by the pandemic because, you know, you get a pandemic like this and you certainly get a lot of focused research in a particular area and that's going to create, create advances that we would not have had otherwise uh, without the pandemic And, uh, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if we could find a cure for Parkinson's as a result of a COVID pandemic? I'm not saying that that has happened by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just sort of, you know, looking at the, I guess, the silver lining to the cloud or the glass half full version of having a COVID pandemic. If there's going to be um, some benefits somewhere, it will be definitely interesting to see and to learn from the research uh, that comes out of you know what we 've been dealing with over the last couple of years, and what we 're going to continue to deal with for more years to come,
2: yes, for sure, speaking of the pandemic, Lyle, something that I guess maybe I and, and some of our listeners have had issues with is self care looking after ourselves well, and one of our authors examines the ancient concept of Sabbath. Um, And how the Sabbath, in some ways, is a form of self-care, more effective than some of the other philosophies or ideas around self-care floating around at the moment, and how um, we all need that that window of time that we take out from the rat race. Um, It's a little different at the moment with lockdowns and things, we're not as much in the office or or commuting and, and that sense of the rat race that we often associate with, but There's a lot of drains on our relationships and our time and not being able to see other people and just, you know, the creep of work and family time, where's the balance? And I guess this is a really timely and important article looking at the idea of Sabbath rest and just taking that step out of our every week to connect with the world around us, with our family and friends, and ultimately with our Creator.
0: This is a really interesting subject that I've seen has been uh, popping up quite a bit, you know, particularly in the last two years. A lot more people have been talking about, you know, the concept of taking a weekly Sabbath than I've ever seen before. And, you know, mm. for uh, for for you and I, the, you know, Science Magazine both Science Magazine and Faith FM radio is sponsored by the Adventist Church. And so this has been a part of our church tradition, a very strong part of it for a long time. And I think that in the past, you know, we had generally within Christianity, um, we had a weekly day of rest, and it's been lost from most churches. It's been maintained by our church, and I'm glad to see it coming back because it kind of places us in a position where we can be at the forefront of this discussion and say, hey, guys, we've been doing this for a long time, and it's really great. Why don't you come across and... And join us on this particular journey. Different faiths have uh, different days of the week that they choose to do that on. And, you know, there's there's two different aspects to this. There is the rest aspect and there's self-care aspect of it. Then you've got the theological um, issues as well, which are probably, you know, good fodder for maybe another article, maybe in another, another uh, magazine sometime.
2: Yes, certainly. I really like the um the picture, not to give too much away, but it also paints it like this. She says, "This is the type of rest experienced after a long road trip to stay with your grandparents for the holidays, or snuggling under a warm blanket with a loved one while the rain pours down outside. I just love the word pictures that she uses in that space to that feel. We all can relate to that feeling and and why not take a window of time each week? To, to feel that again, to, to, to experience that feeling um, by, by resting in that in that way. So yeah, a really good article.
0: I think people that uh, have never experienced a weekly Sabbath experience, a weekly Sabbath rest, they just don't have the appreciation that you and I might have of having that. You know, that guilt-free day off. You know, uh, if I take a mm-hmm. day off on you know in the middle of the week or on Sunday or whatever, just to sort of take a break and deal with some self-care. You know, I will feel guilty about that because I'm thinking of all of the things that I need to be accomplishing, or I could be accomplishing. Now, I could be getting this done, or that done, or the other, and it will just go through my mind. But when it comes to the Sabbath, you know, I find that I've got that opportunity where it's like, okay, God has said take this day off, so I'm going to do what God says, and I don't have to, I don't have to think about any of those other issues that have been going on in my life. All the projects that I could be working on because I'm just doing what God says. And to me, that's the ultimate self-care right there and the ultimate Mm. way to experience the Sabbath because there's no point in taking that day if you can't break free from the stress of all of the things that you feel that you should be doing.
2: For sure. I I resonate with that a lot because it's the guilt-freeness of the time that makes it so so wonderful <laughs> not thinking about work study anything it's yes. just really nice
0: god told me don't think <laughs> about this so i will That's obey right. god i will do that fantastic stuff jared how do we interact with uh, signs magazine
2: yeah if you go to scienceofthetimes.org.au you have connection there to subscribe to read all of the articles to listen to the podcast and to interact with us on social media so
0: yeah it's all there Fantastic stuff. That is signsofthetimes.org.au. Head over there and that will have all of the information that you need. You can subscribe, as you as you mentioned, read articles and interact with Science Magazine. Jared Stackeroth thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here on Faith FM. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.